This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. This podcast is Boomsies. And this particular one, it's going to be touch and go, baby. I'll explain. Bamsies. Thank you, Nada Moore. Welcome to Boomsies, where uh, the cat is. Oh, jeez, the cat just here. So I mentioned it's going to be touch and go. It's because, uh, and it really bothers me. I, I'm never sick. I've talked about this, how in my previous employment, uh, I was sick for two days in 24 years. I believe I had the original COVID. The original video. Okay. Let's get off. Um, so last night, getting ready for bed, and all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm freezing. But I keep this house pretty warm. Most days, keep it at 72. Yeah, my thermostat's in uh, Fahrenheit. 72, what's that in Celsius? 24, probably? 25? What's the conversion there? And if, I, if I'm feeling risky, I put it up to 73. But it's like old person temperature home. Where when you walk in from the cold outside, you're hit by a blast of hot air. So I was feeling cold and I'm like, this, this is strange. And then almost in an instant, the chills set in where I was trying to text someone and it looked like I was a bad actor in a movie holding my phone. My body was shivering that much. Get under the covers and I'm like, this, this is still not warm. Then the thought, I always go back to this, no matter if I'm sick or not, the thought of leaving your bed and going to retrieve something, you think, I'll, I'll never get warm again in my life. So I text producer Tim and Z Money. I'm like, guys, I, 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 might, I might be dying. And then my thoughts are going to, well, if I have to call 911, I don't want to go outside on a, on a gurney. I'll be cold. So I'll just sit here and die. That'll be 
the better option instead of calling 911. I'll just die. Woke up, chills were gone, but I, I knew something's off because usually I crack a nice ice cold cherry Coke or a Canada Dry blackberry ginger. I have no desire to drink that. That repulses me, the thought of sugar entering my system. So I'm sure it's fine. I was supposed to, Leroy and Leroy, they've been on uh, this podcast. They're currently in Toronto, which I am, I don't know, 50, 50 to an hour outside of Toronto. I was going to go down. They're staying at the Skydome Hotel, the Rogers Center Hotel, whatever the hell. They're like overlooking the field. We're going to tape a podcast. It's going to go out for dinner with some friends. I was all pumped and I'm, I'm like, I can't bring my sickness into the world. I had to cancel that, feel like a, a knob. Because if someone cancels with sickness, I'm like, ah, they're making that up. I don't like that as an excuse, although it's a legit excuse. In fact, my good friend Perry, I was supposed to be at a town hall meeting last week, could make it because we were taping the podcast. So I said, Perry, let them know. I've got to work. Perry told the assembled people that I was sick. He said, yeah, I told you we were sick. I'm like, don't, why'd you do that? I wasn't sick. I don't want to be known as a sicko. Perry's like, I froze. I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Where's Dan? He's dead. What? I froze. I didn't know what to say. So you can't leave your house. Or be seen by these people ever again. They think you're dead. So I think we're going to, I'm talking, I'm, uh, the chills are in and out. We're going to power through though. Come on now. No days off for boomsies. We have so much to discuss. Like today's date, the release of this podcast today, February 28th. Hmm. Why is that date significant? Sidney Crosby's golden goal. Um, just over my shoulder to the right. I can probably take it down here. Is the uh, golden goal moment. Framed up. Gorgeous photo. There's a gentleman in the corner. Working the handheld camera that worked with, worked with us on the craft celebration tour. And he is in every photo when Crosby goes into the corner and starts celebrating. And a true professional, he's not celebrating. He's getting the shot. It's just the picture of a professional. I was working the Olympics in Vancouver. Doing the sports center with Corey Warren every night. Um, and before that night's show, met up with my brother and a bunch of friends at a bar in downtown Vancouver to watch that game. And the scene after that goal, I jumped, lost my Blackberry. It went flying out of my pocket, leave the bar to walk to the broadcast center. And it was the greatest scene I've ever seen in my life. 
people openly drinking liquor in the streets, hugging cops, cops high-fiving people. It was a moment in which it was pure joy. There was not a single sliver or hint of anger. And I don't know if I'll ever experience that again. Where it's just pure elation for an entire country. I, I'm going to send out a link on my Twitter to a video that I often watch. It's the compilation of Canada's reaction to Sidney Crosby's golden goal. Where it's just people set up their cameras in their living rooms and they're in bars across Canada. And it's just, it cuts to all of them seeing the goal go in and just pandemonium. I tear up 30 seconds into that video every single time. It's a nine minute video. I asked the guys, I'm like, can we play this? They're like, no. What are you, an idiot? I'm like, yeah, can we do it? No. So I'll send out a link so you can watch along with me. Um, as far as greatest moments in Canadian history, I have it as number one. It meets so many, it checks off so many boxes. An Olympics on Canadian soil, the final event of the Olympics, a goal scored in overtime against the United States. A goal scored by Sidney Crosby. Paul Henderson, you might say, okay, well, that was a that was a big moment. And sure it was. The Henderson series winning goal against the uh Soviet Union. And maybe if we were living in that time, I was born three years after that. We would think differently. I've asked my parents and it doesn't have that touchstone moment for, for them. When I asked them, they're like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty big. Like, could you elaborate a little on that? (laughs) Yeah. He scored. Yeah, I know. Give me some more details. Played against the Soviet Union. I know these details. Give me some more. And then Joe Carter's home run. To clinch back-to-back World Series for the Jays in 1993. Those are my Mount Rushmore. I was alive for two of them. The Joe Carter one. We started an impromptu parade in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. People high-fiving, jumping on top of cars. Again, no, no violence. Just pure joy. If the Toronto Maple Leafs ever win a Stanley Cup. I think we'll get close to that, but it won't be a moment that brings an entire country together, which is why those three moments, sure, people aren't Jays fans, but still, they're Canada's only baseball team. And at that time, actually, the Expos were still around, weren't they? When did the Expos uh, move? 94? 95? Um, let me Google that. I should know that. Wait, they didn't move till 2005? 
How am I 10 years off the strike, the lockout? Yes. Okay, so there was two Canadian te- So, yes, that's why Joe Carter is listed third, because we did have two Canadian baseball teams at that time. But, uh, oh, man. To go back in a time machine to relive that golden goal. And I'd like to ask Sidney Crosby, when he appears on Boomsies, because he is on our, our list of uh, dream guests, I might just ask him about that goal and that goal alone. Sure, you've had a great career, but when you look back, when he looks back on his career, when he retires in, I don't know, 20 years because he's playing the best hockey of his life, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I bet you that one's right up there. Uh, I, I did some viewing, so you don't need to. Although, this one uh, television show, you will want to view. And that is Fargo season five. I crushed that. I'd forgot about Fargo. I didn't know they were still making them. But season five of the Fargo TV series is some of the best TV I've ever witnessed. That's right, Remy. I highly recommend five boomies. Five boomsies out of five. I also watched the We Are the World documentary. I don't, it's great seeing all the stars. It's, it's almost comical when Bruce Springsteen does his part. I'm a huge Springsteen fan. It's almost like Bruce Springsteen is playing Bruce Springsteen. He is so over the top. It's magical. And Bob Dylan wanting no part of that. Obviously, the man has social anxiety. He doesn't like being in big groups. So he's like, what am I doing here? And they give him the mic to do his solo part. (laughs) You got to watch it just for the comedic value. (laughs) They're like, okay, do your part. He's like, oh, yeah. I so they're like, Quincy Jones comes over and he's like, yeah, okay, I think we got to do it a little different. So finally they figure it out. And he does a Bob Dylan impersonation of Bob Dylan. It's so over the top that it works for that song. They worked on that thing to like 5 or 6 a.m. Just the amount of star power at that time. I got a new appreciation of Huey Lewis and those pipes. Wow. Huey Lewis, home run deep to center. I give it a three out of five, though. It's nothing you have to rush to the TV to see. And if you didn't grow up in that time period, you would have no idea who 98% of the people are. So that's I watched that one while freezing to death. In my bed last night. I'm like. uh, We are the world. Hey. They saved those kids. Maybe they're going to save me. Maybe the message of we are the world. 
will lift me up from this soon-to-be-certain death. And guess what? I'm fucking here right now. Peace up. We are the world. We are the world. And I, uh, oh, 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 oh. This is a programming note. You can catch me every Monday on the Bet Rivers Players Club YouTube page at 1 Eastern. I play all the best and newest slots that Bet Rivers has to offer. I'm not the only one who streams for the Bet Rivers Players Club. You can catch a stream every weekday at 6 Eastern. So tune in to that. It's a lot of fun. I get to hang out with Z Money for the day. Producer Tim was present at yesterday's, and uh, there's a lot going on in Monday's live stream. So um, look that up. I, I do have um, an email regarding last week's episode in which I told the uh, the story of the hockey rink in which a, a group of girls rented the hockey rink for a birthday party. A team berated them because it was supposed to be their ice time, but really it wasn't. And then gave them like uh, death threats on their way off the ice. Those girls never wanted to return to a hockey rink again. I have an update on the situation. And no one's doing anything. Which makes me very upset. But uh, I wasn't involved in it. What am I going to do? Because now the people that were part of that, both sides, the people that were doing the heckling, they're like, hey, we can do whatever the hell we want. No one's going to say anything. What are they going to do to us? Well, the people it was done to see it as, well, I'm never going back in that rink again. No one's got our back. So F them. I had an email about that. Uh, Dan, the podcast on apologizing McDonald's was great. But the better story was the hockey arena story. To have a grown man bully a group of 13-year-old girls being there for a birthday party because of a double rescheduling. Shame on that group of men. Shame on the management of the arena who did nothing. Thank you for speaking about this issue on your podcast. We need more people like you to talk about bullies in this world. As you always say, can't we all just get along? I don't think I say that. (laughs) Dan... You know what you always say. Can't we all just get along? Sure. I I like that. Attribute that to me. I don't think I say it, but I'll take it. What I say at the end of the podcast is just be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, And then there was another one here from our good friend, uh, Big Dog Rob. Uh, Hey, Tools, you just listened to episode 106, and I'm disgusted by what that coach and team did to those girls who just wanted to play our great game. Hey, coach, you're done. Hey, team, you're done. But you're young and can turn it around. Also, the movie pairing I'd love to see is Robocop versus Paul Blart Molka. <laughs> Big Dog Rob, I would watch the shit out of that. Robocop versus Paul Blart Molkop, because, you know, Robocop, he's got all the tools, literally. Well, Paul Blart's got his segue. But Paul Blart will win that battle accidentally, 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 because he'll just stumble into something and then like half the mall will fall on top of RoboCop and then Paul Blart will be like, well, you know, Paul, you know, Paul Blart's old saying, did I do that? 
Yes, Remy. That was Paul Blart. Very well known for, did I do that? So the uh, the story with the uh, the girls at the hockey rink did uh, touch a touch a lot of people, and they did not like it. I wish I had a better update, but uh, that's not the case. Um, we're going to uh, get into Boomsy's newsies here uh, with our good friend. Oh, actually, I don't know who's doing that today. I am kind of spaced out. Z Money producer Tim, who's stepping into the role of newsreader. I am going to do it this week. Oh, Z Money, producer Tim under the weather. His uh, voice was kind of grab. Hey, now that I speak it out loud, producer Tim was like talking like, what's going on? He was talking like that yesterday. He got me sick. And producer Tim, whenever we see each other, he insists on kissing me on the lips. And I'm like, why do you always do this? He is the one who got me sick. Sorry, I digress. All right, let's get into the newsies. <laughs> uh, all right, so airports might not be the first place you'd want to, you'd think of to go for a shopping trip or grab a bite to eat, no. but that could soon change as the Orlando International Airport has introduced a day pass for people who want to spend the day at the newly constructed Terminal C, and in that it includes stores from Disney, Universal, SeaWorld. So these are people going to the airport but don't have a flight. So the program launched in September, and in the first month alone, the airport reported 1,400 applicants for their day pass. And similar programs are in effect at other airports in North America. So Dan, when are we going shopping at Pearson? <laughs> Pearson is the last airport I would I would go to when I didn't need a flight. I have now I have been to some nice airports in which it feels like a shopping mall. But I would never willfully go to a airport to hit the food court because you're paying 10 times what it costs in the real world. And they're going to run into problems here because someone's going to find a loophole in which they're like, okay, this is how I can get away with that scam. Pickup artists looking for lonely people on layovers. They're like, this is this is my this is my chance at romance. These people are vulnerable. They're lonely. They're confused. They're weary. They're lightheaded from having uh, a lack of oxygen <laughs> while up in the plane. I'm rolling in and taking advantage of this guest pass to the Orlando airport. But uh, Pearson would, there's no person on earth who would willfully go there and pay money to go there if you didn't have a flight. Highly regarded as one of the worst airports in the world because it's just, Remy, you gotta, Remy, you gotta, Thanks. Nope. The door's over there. Nope. From security to lack of amenities, Pearson, you're done. Our next story is about plastic surgery. 
New York City surgeons are seeing a surge in men seeking to have their nipples reduced in size, uh, citing David Beckham's nipples as their inspiration. Beckham's quote-unquote almond-shaped nips have men paying north of $5,000 for the procedure. So, Dan, when are you getting pecs like Beck's? Uh, my nips are fine. I do have one issue with them, which I have addressed on this uh, this podcast, I believe. And it would have been in full effect last night when I had the chills. And I'm sorry if I'm like, divulging too much, but my nipples are constantly erect. Like, constantly. So much so, if I'm wearing, like, a white shirt, I gotta, like, put Band-Aids on them or something, because I'm like, I, I I don't want people saying, hey, you chilly? Oh, what's poking out there? I'm just like, I, I got to cover them. Like right now, <laughs> right now, I don't know what it is, but I, would I ever get surgery to get rid of that? No. Would I ever get surgery to look like David Beckham and his nipples? Hell no. I've watched botched. I'm actually... Back into botched. If you've never seen it, it's a show about plastic surgeons in which people that have had botched plastic surgeries come to them to fix up the the damage. It is must-watch TV due to the fact there is an end result. Because in real life, you go to a doctor, they're like, uh, take this medication, might get better. Ah, uh, come back uh, in a month. We'll see if it's uh, reduced in size. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what issue you've got, if that is what the doctor's saying, but I, I hope it works out. So at the botch, there's the initial consultation, the photos where you're like, oh my God. And at the end, you're like, that looks pretty good. People walking around with open wounds in which their previous doctor was like, yeah, nothing else I can do. And hats off to these doctors in L.A. who must be worth multi-millions. They go in there and they say, hey, this is fixable. And to be told that by a doctor when your previous doctor said nothing else we can do is life-changing. And it is literally life-changing for these patients on Botched. But if having David Beckham's nipples... Is life changing for you? I think you got to reassess some things. I think you got to look inward and say, what really is going to bring me joy? And if you keep going back to David Beckham's nipples, all the power to you, then get it done. Producer Tim already has, and they look fantastic. So quick Google search, uh, nipple reduction surgery, if you're interested, uh, only takes between 30 and 60 minutes and you're out of there on the same day. So no, I don't, I don't need a reduction. No, they're the right size. Everything's, um, symmetrical, just the erectness. Maybe if I just wore like heating pads over my nipples, then I'd reduce that problem. But again, in all the world's problems, I think that one ranks almost dead last. So I, I will just continue to soldier on. 
Good call, good call. Uh, our next story is about musician Charlie XCX, who took to Instagram to show off a list of quote-unquote marketing ideas that she claims her record label pitched her. Now, the list is pretty wild and includes the following. Uh, Charlie gets her nipples pierced at Claire's. Charlie leaks a sex tape with instructions that it should be shot in night vision style, similar to Paris Hilton's sex tape. And the other one was uh, Charlie has a Winona moment, referencing actress Winona Ryder's arrest for shoplifting in 2001. So, Dan, I'm asking you, which of those ideas would help uh, Boomsies, the Boomsies audience grow the most? Well, it seems nipples is the, the topic of the day. So I think if we did a nipple piercing in today's instant gratification, quick views, short videos, give me something, I think nipple piercing 1000% would be the avenue we want to go down. Um, we get an advertising deal with Claire's, so they come on as a sponsor. And since my nipples are always erect, they got something to hang off of constantly. Like there's, it's a win-win for everyone involved. Um, so we might have to do that. We might have to have our signature moment. Will we be ashamed of it? Maybe. Only time will tell. But it is a moment that would register and get us, get us people tuning in. So we will talk about this. We always have um, brainstorming meetings. Uh, Troy Boy, Z Money, Producer Tim. So it's a bunch of old guys sitting around saying, ah, what's something we can do? And our combined ages are like close to, I don't know, 200 years old. So we are not the think tank to come up with these things. So if we can steal something from a record label that, record label that was hand-delivered to Charlie XCX, who is a, she's a singer, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, uh, I don't know if I could tell you a single one of her songs, though. So if we can steal something out of her world, then I'm all for it because the ideas that uh, that we come up with, they're fun, but I don't know if they're nipple-piercing fun. And I think we can all grow a little. Maybe it's a boomsies thing. Maybe the gang sees how much joy comes into my life by having that procedure, they all jump on board. So we will discuss where it goes from here. No idea. There is one more item uh, we need to get to, and it regards uh, fast food, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, we discuss McDonald's a lot, um, but we never discuss Wendy's. But we will today. So yeah, Wendy's is uh, about to introduce a new pricing method for their food. Uh, so they're planning to charge different prices for items depending on the time of day and other factors like weather, meaning a burger could cost more if it's raining. So for example, in the US, a Dave's single burger currently costs 5 dollars 
Under the new system, the price could be raised by a dollar or two at lunchtime and dropped by a similar amount post-lunch. Dan, what are you thinking of this dynamic pricing? Is this not just price gouging? First off, I can't believe a Dave's single burger costs $5.99, and that's in the States. That burger used to cost $1.99, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this reminds me of when I lived in Fort McMurray, Alberta. The McDonald's there struggled to find workers, and they definitely needed them for their lunch rush hour. And this is back in 1998 or 99. So this is a lot of money back then. If you worked the lunch rush from 11 till 2, you got paid 20 bucks an hour with benefits, everything. They had a, like a big sign out front of the restaurant. Work that lunch rush, you'll get paid. In today's day and age, that 20, that's like $40 an hour. That was a lot of money back then. I considered it. I was working at the radio station making barely anything. I'm like, maybe I can go over there and sling some burgers. I've always wanted to work a drive-thru. I never did. So it is akin to that because that lunch rush is insanity. But I would have a real problem being punished for wanting food at the specific time you're supposed to eat that food. There will be backlash. There's not a single person in the world who eats at Wendy's that will say, this is a great idea. Give me my Frosty, keep it at 99 cents, and it's probably not even at 99 cents, and don't you dare try to charge me more if it's raining. So Wendy's, rethink it. If you've put this out into the world, you will know it will not be well received. Wendy's, you're trying to get into the breakfast game. Don't know how that's going. You generated some buzz there. Don't backtrack on the goodwill that you've established with your brand by doing something idiotic. I can't remember the last time I ate at Wendy's, but their spicy chicken sandwich uh, there was a Wendy's by my house when I was a kid. And we'd go there, I don't know, once a year maybe. And I always remember we'd get takeout and my dad would say, I don't know what it is about Wendy's burgers, but they're cold instantly. His takeaway, and that always stayed with me, his takeaway from Wendy's was their burgers go, go colder quicker than anyone else's. He also uh, would say when we'd go to McDonald's, because the whole family would pile in the car, this was a big event. We would go to McDonald's and have a family meal there. And it must have been a bargain back then. So that would have been early 80s. A family of six probably could have ate for probably 40 or 50 bucks. If that, I bet you it was cheaper than that. So we'd be gouging out on that food. Uh, ashtrays on the table it was how mcdonald's is supposed to be and whenever a fry would <laughs> would fall on the table and we still say this to the this day my siblings and i a fry would fall on the table and we'd go to eat it he's like what are you doing someone could have wiped their arse on that table so as a kid you're like trying to 
get the mental image of someone like being like a dog on a carpet and just putting their ass all over the. So we thought, oh my God, this is what people do. People wipe their arses on these tables. What? What is going on? So. I I just remembered that because uh, my dad's thought of the Wendy's burgers going cold quicker than everyone else's. Maybe it is a thing. I don't know. I've never looked into it because I don't think there's much to it. And I also didn't look into people wiping their arses on uh, on McDonald's tables because I don't want to know what that Google search generates because there will be videos of it. There will be videos in which the image delivered to me will never leave my brain. And I don't want that, nor do I need it. Uh, Z Money, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for being a, a gracious host yesterday for the live stream. Uh, people can catch that every single Monday. Um, Z Money always uh, is quick with the questions I ask. We talk about uh, anything that's going on in the news during the live stream. It's just a nice hang. I, I just like, sure, it's fun playing the slots, but I like it even more because I get to hang with Z Money. It's our Monday. It's our Monday ritual. Which producer Tim literally infected yesterday. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. To, um, I would listen last week, uh, Z Money, and I, I, I never let you say bye. And it feels like I'm just letting you fall off a ship. So. Bye? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just like you just let him wander away. Don't you finish a conversation? No, no, I do. But I try to just be a professional broadcaster and move on because if you're doing a, a TV thing with a reporter, you don't thank them. That's a pet peeve of mine. When someone finishes their report from an arena or something and someone says, oh, thanks. And I was always told, why are you thanking them? They're doing their job. But you can't say bye. So it was sometimes very awkward getting rid of a reporter who was doing a live report. Get the fuck out of here. That's much easier. Uh, we made it. The chills have subsided. Uh, still no desire to have a ice cold cherry Coke. I hope it's uh, I hope I'm alive. For next week's uh, boomsies, if not. Hey, we had a good run. Uh, would have done some things differently, but you can't live with regrets. You can only look at those things that transpired in your life and you're like, I can grow from that. I can become a better person. And that's what I've done. So, so long if this is goodbye. And if it is, hug someone you don't know who needs it and be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Maybe I've got diabetes. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.